If you're driving, please remember to use your car's Bluetooth speaker while listening to the AM Drive. Sports talk is not worth your safety or the safety of others. Thank you. Hump day to everyone in the sports universe. It is November the 3rd, 2021. This is the AM Drive on 12 Arch Sports, and we are live. For Aaron Crouch, I am Michael Carvelis. What is going on, Aaron? I'm angry. I'm probably as angry as I am, yes. I'm angry and I'm vindicated all at the same time. It's not fair. It's just simply not fair, but we got some bills to pay. So let's first tell people about Popple because, to be fair, if you run a podcast or a small business, it's hard spreading the word. You got friends and family that want to check it out, but will they? I'll tell you who I want to check out is that damn selection committee. <laughs> What's well, time to grow with Popple? P-O-P-L. No more begging for views. No more, hey, check this out when you get a chance. That's mine soon. Popple is an easy-to-use, high-tech digital business card. Get your Popple using the code AMDRIVE for 20% off. Set up your links and share. People you share with don't even need Popple. Again, when you buy your Popple in keychain, credit card, or even pop socket form, use the code AMDRIVE, all caps, no spaces, for 20% off on popl.co. Any last words on Popple? No, Popple's great, and there's a few people I'd like to Popple in the mouth on that selection committee. Can I use that? Yeah, I don't know if it makes them look great, but I, I, I dig it. Let's talk about it then. All right. Aaron, you'll notice a couple of teams missing here, and you'll notice a team too high. This, my friends, on your screen is the college football playoffs committees. It's 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 their playoff if it started today. There's quite a few, you know, I don't want to, what's the word here? There's quite a few disrespectful things going on here. You're basically telling people that Texas A&M beating Alabama meant absolutely, positively nothing. You're telling people that Oregon beating Ohio State is apparently amazing. You're mm-hmm. telling Oklahoma and Cincinnati, especially Cincinnati, to shut down your football program and never try again. Angry is not even a word right here because it's it's sports after all. But I'm kind of pissed because, I mean, I'm a Georgia fan. I get it. There's a lot of things Georgia fans should be happy about. One they should not be happy about is Alabama right there at number two? Why, why is that? A, Aaron, just tell me your thoughts. Let's get this conversation started. So, th- so that's my beef. You know, you start this out. If the season ended today, that's what they're saying. Based on the body of work that we have accomplished in college football, Alabama's loss means absolutely nothing. I don't agree with it. And the situation here, and I've been saying it for five years now, is, oh, would – Michigan State beat Alabama. Would Oregon beat Alabama? Would Oklahoma beat Alabama? Would Cincinnati beat Alabama? Maybe. Let's Would Texas A&M game. beat Alabama? Yeah, Texas A&M beat Alabama. I mean, how many years has Auburn beat Alabama? How many years? I mean, Texas, or Alabama seems to have these, you know, silly slip-ups. And you're right. They don't mean anything. I mean, I understand that Alabama, I believe, you know, is probably going to represent the West in the SEC title game. And if they beat Georgia – they're probably going to still put two SEC teams in, and I can respect that. But right now, that has not been accomplished yet. Alabama is a fine football team. If you want to put them at four, I can, I can, I can be okay with that. But my point is, is as much crap as we've dumped on Oklahoma, they're nine and zero in a Power Five conference. Regardless, if they win games by one or they win games by a hundred, Cincinnati has been doing this for a better part of a year and a half now. They were undefeated last season, didn't sniff higher than seventh. They're undefeated up to this point in the sixth, and they're in their sixth. I mean, like I said, I feel angry and I feel vindicated because four years ago, three and four years ago, 
UCF had two straight undefeated seasons and never even got that high. Never even got into the sixes. I see a lot of people on Twitter, and this is what angers me the most. As you mentioned, they're saying, well, can they beat Alabama? I don't know, and I don't care. That's not the point. The point is, like we said, if the season ended today, Cincinnati, what they have done, does not matter. Meaning, they literally, by this by this first ranking, they literally have no chance to make the playoff. I don't even care if they win 12-0, beat SMU, beat all these teams out there. It does not matter because they will not have a chance. Well, if they also- don't have a chance when Alabama has an early loss, they don't have a chance at all. And that's what frustrates me the most. Well, because that's the thing. They're going to, if they lose to Texas A&M in the early season, they're getting in if they win the SEC. If they lose to Georgia as an undefeated team in the SEC championship, they're getting in as a member of the SEC. So it doesn't matter when Alabama loses, as long as they only lose the one. It's frustrating because I understand that Alabama is a, is a good team, but to me, year by year should matter. You can talk about reputation all you want to. That should not matter in this new format. In this five-year format for crying the sink. It should not matter. I don't care what you've done last year. Based on the body of work this year, Alabama lost a lot of players to the draft. And they're still very good. But they are not last year's Alabama Crimson Tide. You are basically telling Cincinnati to blow up your football program. You are as worthless as UMass and UConn. Until you that go is to the what Big this 12. tells me. Until you go to the Big 12. Even then, I mean, shoot. I mean, I don't know. How in the world is Oregon as a Pac-12? You know, the Pac-12 being has been terrible this year. They lost to Stanford. And they're in as of today. Well, that's the thing. Of the four teams in the top nine that have the loss, they have the worst loss. And they're a playoff team? Now, I will say this. The only reason they are a playoff team is because the committee can't rightfully put Ohio State ahead of them when Oregon beat them head-to-head. But they won Ohio State in real bad. But Ohio State's going to have their chance to get in because they still have Michigan and Michigan State on the docket and the Big Ten championship. So the Big Ten, whoever wins that controls their destiny between Michigan, Michigan State, and Ohio State. We get that. Uh, But Oregon, just because they're 7-1 and and they got that win against Ohio State – I mean, the, the only reason they're going to start at number four, they're going to fall out, but their win against Ohio State helps Ohio State because their only loss is against a team that's top 10. Like, this is all setting up for Ohio State. I mean, look at Cincinnati. Two teams that they're about to play, Houston and SMU, are ranked in both of the other polls, but in the college football committee, they're not. So you're not going to give Cincinnati any more top 25 wins for this period so, so that you can put them right where you believe they need to be. You moved their opponents, their remaining opponents, out of the top 25. This is incredible. It's absolutely incredible. It's absolutely incredible. And and Beck referred to it as as a good old boy system. I mean, I I don't even know if that's good enough to say. That's exactly what it is. I don't know what else to call it. This to me is a worse thing to call this, and I can't even think of it right now. Well, it's the flip side. And, And I'll say this like UCF did. Hey, you guys, I mean, even the the, pack, the 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 selection committee guy even said, well, who have they beat? Well, you know what? How about Nick Saban pick up the phone and maybe go to a home-and-home home with Cincinnati? He How won't do them? it. They won't do it because it has no benefit to them. If they win, they're supposed to beat Cincinnati. If they lose, then holy crap, what the hell does the selection committee do now? Nothing says ESPN owns the NCAA and the college football playoff than this ranking right here. Nothing you know, says I, it more than this. I hope Georgia beats them by 40. I really do. You know, as a Georgia fan and as a as a fan, as a person who didn't like Georgia for years and then came back around because I because they got they got Kirby Smart and not Mark Rick. I hope Al, I hope Nick Saban gets fired their beat so bad. It's not gonna happen. No. I hope people go home crying after that game. No, Nick Saban's still one of the best football coaches of all time. My point is, is that there's no clear path for Cincinnati to get in there. The Big Ten is going. The Big Ten's going to get one. Oklahoma's going to find its way up. They have two ranked matchups. If they win them and then they win the Big Twelve, they're going to get one. One SEC team at minimum, <laughs> and then it's either going to be a second SEC team. Somehow Oregon stays in there. 
It's just there's just no path for Cincinnati to get in there. And last thing I'll say, it also tells me this. It tells me that Cincinnati. I lost my train of thought, but I, I'm sorry. I'm, I'm I'm angry. I'm angry right now. It's not fair. It's not fair to Cincinnati. It's not fair to a lot of schools. Well, let's hope this. You know this. I know uh, what's his face. That old guy at West Virginia. You know, refused expansion, but. If Oklahoma gets left out of the playoff, he might be singing a different tune. Amen to that. Well, on the other side and in our waiting room behind the closed curtains is Mitch Bernstein of the Burn with Mitch. When we come back, the, the Braves won the World Series, and yes, I can say that in 2021. It happened in a big way last night. we come back, we're going to talk to Mitch and talk about some other things in baseball. This is the AM Drive on Torrance Sports. Don't go anywhere because he's not. Twelve Ounce Sports has a new home for betting. BetUS.com is the official place to place your bets and support Twelve Ounce Sports. All you have to do is go to BetUS.com and type in the promo code One Two O Z, and you'll instantly get a deposit bonus. This is America's favorite sports book. And remember, always gamble responsibly. Every shirt maintains its six-way stretch and breathe the Very soft. Yeah. 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 Uh, yeah. Aren't you the vice golf guy? Yeah. You want an autograph? Uh, yeah. Actually, I was just wondering if the balls are any good. The balls are amazing. You look like a Pro Plus guy. I thought you'd never ask. It's actually better than my old ball. And it's half the price. Top performing golf ball, half the price. It's almost stealing. Stop overpaying and start playing smart. Get your high performing golf balls at vicegolf.com. College at fanatics.com, the largest assortment of officially licensed fan gear for more than 500 colleges. Every conference, every team. Shop now and get today's special offer. Fanatics.com, officially licensed everything. Bernstein of the Burn with Mitch. And guys, our guest here is presented by Fanatics. The Braves won the World Series. It's a championship ring 26 years in the making, Mitch. Own their championship gear by going to MikeAndAaronDrive.com and clicking the Fanatics logo. Yes, Mitch, the Braves won the World Series. Good morning, Mitch! I'm grumpy, I'm cranky, I am angry, and I'm not happy. And you're old. <laughs> oh. That is true, but that's not the reason why I'm grumpy and cranky and unhappy. You know, that promo we just ran, you just ran with the shirts that expand. I needed it for my head last night because it was going to explode after Solaire hit that bomb. Solaire was solar-powered, baby. Mm-hmm. Holy crap. And I called it on my show. I said, Max Fried's going to figure it out. Surprised his ankle didn't break. If that if that cleat was one inch or two higher, I think would have snapped like a twig. Okay. Didn't bother him at all. Right. And then I said, Luis Garcia, he's young kid. You can't, he's not going to do well on three days rest because he's never done it. He's a young kid. He's dealing with the pressure game. I knew it was going to happen, and it's amazing to me how these these teams. I mean, the starting pitching is what's going to do it, and Max Fried stood in there, and Dusty. Um, he, it just blows my freaking mind. I can't stand it because you know what? I also can't stand the fact that Phillies fans on Twitter are congratulating the freaking Braves. What are you talking about? There's our mortal enemy. Stop. 
It's the you know, only good thing's going to come out of this that the Dombrowski's going to make some trades and make some moves. Tells you how, but even so, Brace picked up four guys at the trade deadline and they all contributed. Where is the talent evaluation on my Phillies? Well, Mitch, I don't want to take away from the Braves here. I know you're a Phillies guy. And it really, I love to see the fact that in Arch Rival, you you root, you don't root for him even in a World Series. I love to see that. I will tell you that because I can tell you I'm never going to root for the Yankees in a World Series. I don't care who they play. But uh, let's let's skip back here to this World Series title. And you're right. It's the, my big thing. And I, I'd hate to do this because it's such a negative uh, outlook on the World Series, but you're right. With retooling their outfield after losing their superstar in Ronald Acuna Jr., just like what do you feel like this team? This team kind of feels like a lovable bunch of misfits that really didn't have a lot of time to get acclimated with one another. Well, again, it just goes to prove that um, they knew what they were doing. They knew what they were doing. They have a system. They've had it for years. That is a winning culture. Okay, you can't you, you you can't doubt that. And they they buy in. You know, whoever it is, the GM Snicker, they sit them down and say, "Hey, we got you for a reason." You pump them up, and they use their skills, and these guys perform. It's just absolutely annoying as crap. And but yeah, kudos to them because they know what they're doing. It's just freaking annoying. And I know Glenn is pissed because, you know, now every team in the NL East has won a series and his team hasn't. And then that's <laughs> joke. I was laughing at that. But, um, yeah, I, I just – it's so yeah, – every other team is going to have to wake up now because, you know, what happens, in, what happens next year? You know, they get their pitchers back and Acuna stays healthy and you got a nice little outfield. Now some of them are free agents. Freddie Freeman ain't going nowhere. Okay, mm-hmm. let's uh, let's just get that straight. He's not going anywhere. Um, and you know they they can even get away with this with the quality of a catcher that Travis Darno isn't. Right? He can't hit and he can't catch, but who cares? Mitch, I have a question for you. What? <laughs> Brian Snitker, I did not realize this myself, but. He's been with the Braves organization for 45 years. Mm-hmm. That's got to feel pretty good for some baseball fans who are older like yourself. Who, this guy stuck around. He, he stuck around, and, and he got rewarded for sticking around. It's pretty cool. Yeah, I mean, I, I did the, I did know that. He's been in there forever. Um, yeah, I mean, kudos to him. He knows – He uh, again, you're in there long enough, you buy into it. He bought into a system, for crying out loud. And um, he knows what to do. And obviously, he knows how to deal with the players. And I don't think he's a pushover. I think he's he's uh, kind of an, obviously, 45 years in, he's kind of an old school guy. And um, I'm sure. Now, and the other thing is, did, did you see many boneheaded plays on the bases at all with, with this team? Um, not really. Um, I know the Phillies would have had at least two or three or four um, in, in the in series. And you, know, you just don't do that kind of stupid stuff uh, when there's discipline on the team and the, and the, and the players know what they're doing. Um, so they have smart players, experienced players. And you saw last night, um, again, with the pitching and uh, with Max Freed and, and Will Smith at the end of the, I didn't watch the end of the game. I tweeted out, I'm done with this. I'm going to bed. <laughs> I can't watch it. I can't watch this team win. Um but they have players, and it, it, it's a wake-up call again to the rest of the National League, at least, that the Braves know what they're doing. The biggest shocker for me was I, I thought it was going to be the Astros and the Dodgers in the World Series, and mm. you know, you know, all that money didn't do a damn thing. Well, you had, you had two straight series for the Braves with the Ast- uh, with the Astros and the Dodgers, where they took three-one leads in the series and the other team got that, you know, that game. And uh, it seems like, you know, at least a little part of Georgia sports is, is the hope, you know, we have the 28 to three, you have so many different Georgia problems. Mike's shaking his head. He knows them all. He's lived through a few of them, but <laughs> this one feels like maybe there's a, a touch of the upswing in Atlanta 
You know, you got a good team. It's <laughs> not even just Atlanta, just in Georgia. You got a good, you have the number one team in college football. Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean, the Falcons are going to need some time, but you know. The Hawks uh, look good. Yeah, sure. Basketball. <laughs> but, uh, <laughs> <laughs> hey, listen, oh, my Lord. Aaron, Aaron, um, so a young kid who's playing for them, Cam Reddish. Uh, I got to watch him play in high school. Um, mm-hmm. I went, he's at the school that I worked at. Um, so I pull for him uh, all the time. Uh, that team shocked the world last year with the with beating the Sixers, uh, thanks mostly to Ben Simmons, that cranky little bitch. Um, <laughs> but, um, yeah, they got a good team. They, they they're a good, strong young team too. So yeah, you're right. Georgia's got a you know they they're on the upswing, and you know good good for them. The Phillies had it at one point. Every the Dodgers, you know, LA had it, and, and New York has had it. So yeah, it's it, it's fun as a fan. You, you just walk around with a smile on your face, and you kind of push your chest out and go, "Hey, look at me!" You know, look at my teams. So as a fan, that's what we love, right? It's it's one of those things where your teams are winning. It's so funny how it makes us feel as fans, you know. And on the other side of the coin, you know, grumpy burn with Mitch. The grumpy Mitch is here. The grumpy burn. Plus the fact that there's no baseball's done. Okay, so now to me it always is like, okay, we're done. Um, I I can sit and watch football because I'm really not involved with a lot of what you guys talk about college football. Um, not a lot of not a big NH, NBA fan. I, hockey, I was a huge fan right now. So I'm now <laughs> it's now 2022 baseball season for me. Well. Let's let's take let's take your grumpiness into the losing locker room here with Dusty Baker, and we talked about this. Win or lose, I think this is one of the best jobs that Dusty Baker's ever done. I mean, he came in in the light, in the wake of all of the scandal, and and when AJ Hinch gets fired, and everyone just gets off with a slap on the wrist, and and the and the baseball world is livid. Dusty, I mean, he, you're never going to forget about it, but Dusty almost made them at least in the locker room and at least in Houston say, Hey, look, you know what? We've got a, we've got a black eye on the game. So let's maybe take the focus off of that and just still continue to play good baseball the right way. And I think he did it. And I think this is one of Dusty Baker's just best coaching jobs. And he's been around the league for a long time. Yeah. I mean, uh, in reality, when something like that happens to an individual, um, or a group of people, i.e. a team, um, and everybody's against them. Um, yeah, he had to make them really, really focus on uh, the task at hand, which was to play every game one at a time. And that's in the past. It was happened. You know, a lot of people complain that, you know, they're cheaters or cheaters. Okay, yeah, but listen to what happened. Did Manfred do what he needed to do? No. If it was me, I would have thrown an NCAA sanction on the team and said, listen, you guys can't win. No matter what happens in the, in the season – you're not winning. You're not going to the playoffs. I don't care if you finish first by by ninety games. You're not going to the playoffs. That yeah. would have sent a message to the rest of the league and the players and the owner that there's an accountability there. He didn't do it. Slap on the wrist, right? Um, yeah. So and everybody's mad at that, um, but but they have to look at the reality of the fact they 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 know they did it. But Manfred was was a wuss in, in relaying down the – if he had done what he was supposed to do, I think this would have been a, a done deal of people being pissed off, most people being pissed off um, for this year, but he didn't do it. Um, Mike, real quickly, I, I see you wearing – are you wearing an Indianapolis Colts hat? Yes. Are you a Carson Wentz dude? Yeah, I like Carson. <laughs> I like Carson Wentz. He, he's, he's a, I've always liked him even before Indianapolis. He's, he's not a bad quarterback. No, he's not. And I, I, I hope the Philly fans that hate him, you know, was he great in the locker room? No, I heard he was, you know, kind of put himself on a little pedestal. But I'm I'm happy for this guy that he's doing so well. Now, horrendous. What the hell he was thinking of the of the goal line last week. But um, <laughs> I mean, I was yeah. dumb. Um, but he's only, it was just, I, I think Joe Buck said last night that there was his only two two picks in the, in the last five games. So, He's playing well. Anyway, I digress to football. I just happened to notice that. <laughs> um, but I'm rooting for him too. Um, yeah, so it's it's a credit to Dusty and what he did. I felt so bad. You know, it's funny. A lot of managers you don't see wearing their emotions on their sleeves. 
but you saw that a little bit last night. He was just so frustrated with the pitching when, when he gave up that home run at the first three run dinger. He was like, ah, you know, he, and he kind of knew at that point, I think that that was the shot. Well, not only that, I mean, with, with his age and, and how old he is and there's not even, they're not even sure he's actually going to be back in Houston. Correct. Uh, you know, so it's, it's getting the, you know, the window's getting smaller and smaller for Dusty. And if there's ever a guy in baseball that deserves uh, a championship, I know he won one as a player, but if there's ever a guy in baseball that deserves one running the show, it's Dusty Baker in my opinion. Yeah, uh, uh, no doubt. A lot of people were rooting for, for him to win, not the players, but for him to win. So, yeah. Well, it's a package deal, unfortunately. And and, and one, of, one of those players, the last thing I'll say here on the World Series is Mike and I talked about this with Jose Altuve climbing up the uh, climbing up the playoff stat charts here is, is how do you view him? I always I know he's only been in the league for a decade, but, you know, he may have five or six more years left in the National League or excuse me, in the uh, MLB here at this point. But uh, how are you going to view Jose Altuve with his stats, his leadership, but his scandal? You know, he's going to carry the scandal with him. There's no doubt. Um, I admire him because he's 5'6", and I'm 5'4", and oh he's my, um, my dad is a short guy like me, and he watched Mel Ott hit 511 home runs, and Mel Ott was our size. So in terms of baseball skill and ability, I think he's great. I think he's terrific. Um I separate that from from the players' morals uh, at some point, um, you know. And people people did ask uh, guys, you know, they cheated. I said, yeah, but you know what? Look at the reality of the situation. You know, you would have hoped somebody would have stepped up. It's a it's a strong fraternity, and, and every every major baseball team, every every major um, professional team, it's a fraternity. You you know, you're taking a chance on ratting your 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 friends, your teammates out. Uh, I don't know how you do that, you know, uh, without being scapegoated. And then, you know, do, do, do you, the players, not talk to you for the rest of the season on your team? And then you, you're you out? Maybe that's how it works. Um, it's a tough situation. I don't know that any of us have ever been in that. And, and, and it's hard for the regular fan to, to comment on that because you don't know. Well, if you ever have or we ever have Mike Fires on one of our shows, I guess we'll have to ask him. Yeah. Well, I, I should have asked that to Mike Goltz. I had Mike Goldstein on several weeks ago. He was the uh, uh, assistant GM under um, uh, Snicker. I didn't want to get into the controversial topic with him because um, you just don't show where to go with that. I didn't want to, and I didn't prep him for that. So maybe I get him on again and, and talk about it and talk about that. What you just asked me, what's the legacy for this team and some specific players? That would be a good, good question to ask. Totally fair. Well, Mitch, that's pretty much all the time we have. I do have a question for you, though, one last since you, since you talked about my Colts. It's about the Philadelphia Eagles. They just won 44-6. to It's the Lions, but I like Nick Sirianni. I know the media kind of bashed him because he sounds like, like a dumb idiot sometimes. But, I mean, the Eagles are, are better than I think what people consider them to be, which is not very good at all. They, I mean, 44-6 to in the NFL is 44-6. to yeah, I had Jeff Warren on last night. We talked about that. I, my my tagline was 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 it a fake win or a real win? Um, and he's really he 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 didn't want to respond, and he eventually did. He said, and he said the same thing you did. Hey, they scored forty four points, right? Uh, it's for him. It was all about the development of this team. Uh, did Syriana get it with sixteen passes and forty some odd runs last night last week? Maybe we'll see what happens. The defense is suspect. Those linebackers are suspect. It's a Howie Roseman run team with Jeff Lurie as his buddy. He's been terrible. I mean, just abominable with as a GM with making these picks and nobody making it. You just look at how many how many of those draft picks have been to the Pro Bowl, like maybe one over the last several t- yeah, ten years. He's terrible. Um, so he's looking for development within Jalen with Jalen and Sirianni. Uh, don't know about the defensive coordinator Gannon, but. Um, it's I predicted them they're gonna you know with this end of the schedule um they're gonna I think they they, they should go eight and nine right wow eight and eight, eight and eight until the Dallas game and then the Dallas is gonna blow them out at home um mm. the last game of the season but Washington twice the Giants twice and the Jets that's five wins that gets them to eight so they <laughs> should win those games 
Oh, wow. Okay. It's optimistic of you. And uh, what's, I, I hate that we have to go, but Mitch, go Braves. And I hope your foot can turn around. Not really. <laughs> thanks so much for joining us, Mitch. Right, guys, thanks for having me. Have a great show. You guys are doing great. Keep it up. And when we come back, guys, we're going to talk a lot of different sports, Aaron. Are you ready for it? It's the third segment mashup, baby. I can't wait. A little, a little story close to home here. There was a crash um, late late two nights ago. It's turned into a bigger story than we first imagined. We're going to talk about that on the other side here with the AM Drive. We'll be right back. Twelve Ounce Sports has a new home for betting. BetUS.com is the official place to place your bets and support 12 Ounce Sports. All you have to do is go to BetUS.com and type in the promo code 120Z and you'll instantly get a deposit bonus. This is America's favorite sports book. And remember, always gamble responsibly. Every show maintains a six-way stretch and breathe. Very yeah. soft. Yeah. 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 <laughs> so now. Aren't you the vice golf guy? Yeah. You want an autograph? Uh, yeah. Actually, I was just wondering if the balls are any good. The balls are amazing. You look like a pro plus guy. I thought you'd never ask. It's actually better than my old ball. And it's half the price. Top performing golf ball, half the price. It's almost stealing. Stop overpaying and start playing smart. Get your high performing golf balls at vicegolf.com. College at Fanatics.com, the largest assortment of officially licensed fan gear for more than 500 colleges. Every conference, every team. Shop now and get today's special offer. Fanatics.com, officially licensed everything. It's a hump day and go Braves. But Aaron, do you want to look like a Friday night but feel like a Sunday morning? I do indeed. Well, sure today make that seem impossible. Thankfully, in 2018, innovators at Buttercloth struck a deal with Shark Tank. Buttercloth created a six-way stretch, mint-based shirt that keeps you cool and repels odors naturally. Nothing tops the comfort and the amazing looks. This year, Buttercloth struck their best deal with the best morning show at the AM Drive. Support our show and own this breakthrough line of comfortable shirts. Visit MyCanAaronDrive.com and tap the Buttercloth logo. I say that all upbeat because I'm. we got to get to this. Henry Ruggs, a 22-year-old emerging star. We played well at Alabama. It was, it was looking good for the Raiders. He got in some trouble. He like had a DUI on early early Tuesday morning. Got in a wreck, and long story short, killed somebody on on impact. And now he's been released. Aaron, this is just ugly, ugly situation. Yeah, you know it's really weird. Um, I was looking at you know the specifics of this uh, this collision, and I was on the road, actually. Wow. When this, when this happened, I'm not now, I wasn't near this accident, but it's just kind of one of those things that really just hits up close to home. Like what if he had, you know, I don't know where he was or what he was doing, or it seems like based on the area where the crash happened, he was headed to home or that, that neighborhood is that area is, is more of a residential neighborhood, but yeah, it kind of, it's kind of eerie. Like, you know, there's, there's people on the road, like, like that, who make those decisions. And especially, and I'll say this a hundred times, there's so many opportunities now. Like, I don't know what the Raiders have specifically, but not only that, there's just Uber and Lyft. And just, I know that some teams, I know a lot of uh, hockey teams have car services for their players. 
to avoid things like this. It's just like we live in a world where this should just never happen. Aaron, on a Monday night, the dude is drunk and he has a female passenger. It's just you're asking for something to happen. And you know, you never want to think about something like this, but this is dude faces two to 20 years in prison based on your state laws in Nevada. <laughs> yeah. And, you know, what, you know, he deserves it. He made the decision, yep. he deserves it. Now, the other situation is not only did a woman die, the other woman who was in Ruggs's car was taken to the hospital for injuries. And Ruggs pretty much walked out with a few scratches. Really not a lot of karma in all that. It's not terrible. It's terrible. It's not It's not fair sometimes because, I mean, not saying that we want him to die, obviously, but it's not I, fair. I'm not saying he want to die, but I'm just saying right. the fact that he made the ultimate dumb decision and two other people have paid for it, one fatally. And it's just incredibly... Shout out um, to the Raiders for releasing him. Yeah, I mean, they obviously know enough to realize they can do something like that because Ruggs's, Ruggs's uh, attorneys have said, you know, please reserve judgment until all the facts actually present themselves. Right, well, the facts are, have you seen the, have you seen the video of how that crash looks? Like, I've not, seen the car, yeah. It that's what I mean. It looks, it looks terrible. Yeah, I just, I mean, it's, it's quite unfortunate for Ruggs who, like you said, it Emerging star, I guess you could probably use those words. He's definitely a, a top option in the Raiders' offense. And, um, you know, this is the second actual athlete. Uh, the other one was a UNLV, I believe, basketball player who has now driven drunk and killed a person here in Nevada in the last year. And, I mean, this is a town where you can get drunk pretty easily. So I, I, I hate to think that, that the city would ever change their ways to attract people. But uh, I mean, this is a place where you can go let your vices unravel you. And it did for Ray, for, you know, Henry Ruggs. And it's quite unfortunate to see. And I'm, I can't say I'm happy that he lost his job, but he definitely deserved to. I don't think, I don't think losing his job is the least of his worries right now. Well, I understand that. I'm just saying like, I know that a lot of, you know, a lot of the rules for thee and not for me kind of things apply to superstar athletes and, celebrities and uh well this isn't one of them and mike mayock is is a no-nonsense guy and you got to feel for the raiders now i mean they're just taking beat after beat john gruden henry ruggs what's next i didn't want to go that route but i feel like henry ruggs this doesn't this shouldn't apply to the raiders as a team although it kind of should because i want the raiders to make a statement on why they their player one of their players is driving on a tuesday morning at 3 39 a.m drunk Agreed. And I would like I think, to know why that, the, why that, why that's happening. And I mean, I I think that, in, in, by in no means am I putting blame on sports leagues and sports teams, but I believe I do believe that something should be set up for these guys. Now, whether they're drunk and intoxicated and decide to make the decision to call, you know, the car service or whatever, but I mean, at least put something in place, guys. You guys have so much, so many millions invested in these players, not to just give them every avenue to not be a complete idiot. Yeah, and a 22-year-old, that's what they do. They yeah. drive drunk. In Vegas. And a lot of people said the, the Raiders and, you know, professional sports shouldn't be in Vegas because it, it leads athletes with a lot of money, young kids, to make poor decisions. And, you know, so far it's happened twice. Happened I will twice. say this. That shouldn't, you should be able, as a grown person who makes a lot of money, you should feel like you have a level of responsibility, and obviously Henry Ruggs did not feel like he had any. Well, it likens back to never being told no growing up. Dang. It's unfortunate. Yep, Scotty Pippen, retired Bulls player, Hall of Famer, has lashed out in a new book, I believe, that GQ got a hold of with some quotes. He said that Michael Jordan made the last dance, the ESPN documentary that went crazy, um, good. So look, MJ made it so that he could look better than LeBron James. He was unhappy with how it made himself and other teammates look. And he also, I'm also wondering, is this the wishy-washy version of Scotty or does he have a point? Well, let's first get to, because the last dance, it was good, but let's be, let's call it like it is. It was a Michael, it wasn't about the Bulls, although that's what it appeared to be. It was not about the Bulls at all. It was about Michael Jordan, how how much of a god he is, 
cons con with, with most people. I don't like the way it made other people look, but I also believe Scottie Pippen has something that, that he owes to Michael to Michael Jordan because Scottie Pippen would not be Scottie Pippen without Michael Jordan. No, you could argue Michael Jordan wouldn't be Michael Jordan without Scottie Pippen. He's one of the best 50, uh, 50 basketball players of all time. Fair point, but I do think that Michael Jordan is a little bit better than Scotty. So I'm actually I'm actually believe I'm a believer because I've always said that too. But I also want to make it clear that Scotty Pippen is nowhere near the same level unless Michael Jordan joins that Bulls team and they well unless he whatever however that lined up. Yeah, I do have to say this full disclaimer: I have not seen the Last Dance. I really need to watch it whenever life slows down. Because That's I do hear story. that it was great. And that was probably one of the last eras of basketball. That and the uh, the Lakers dynasty where I really I really enjoyed basketball. So I, I imagine I would like this, this miniseries. But, uh, I mean, the question really is, is, you know, who built this? This was, this was Michael Jordan. This was his documentary. This was all kind of built around him. And... Yep. Arguably, he's the one of the greatest, if not the greatest basketball player of all time, depending on who you ask. I don't want to get down that road. But Scotty seems more and more each and every year like he's just the little kid. He's the stepbrother who just doesn't get the attention and he hates it. And that's not right because he's a great basketball player. And I still think part of Michael Jordan's success is because of Scotty Pippen. And part of the reason Scottie Pippen exists in the top 50 greatest basketballs of all time, basketball players of all time, is because of Michael Jordan. So the two go hand in hand. They are forever linked to each other as maybe the greatest dynasty we've ever seen. So it's unfortunate you see this. Um, and I also know that, you know, he's doing it to sell books. And what do we do to sell books? We throw out excerpts. We, we throw out complain. The, the shock value. Right. GQ, baby. Yep, and I can see it. It's called Unguard, Unguarded by Scottie Pippen. So he's clearly writing a book. And actually, inside information from a buddy who played in the NBA uh, is actually friends with uh, Scottie Pippen. He says, actually, Scottie's really sick right now. So this really? might be a, a last-ditch effort to provide some money for his family. What do you mean sick? He's not well. Really? Yeah, I don't want to out the guy. You're, you you have sources though, is what you're saying. That's pretty cool. I have a source. I've Why not I speak I, I speak to him regularly. I know this sounds crazy, but he's actually played in the NBA um, for a number of years. Actually played against Michael and Scotty, and uh, said that Scotty's not well right now. So maybe this is a situation where he's trying to provide a little bit, you know, for his family before something bad happens. Well, good well soon, Scotty, if, if that is the case. So I'll, I'll trust your source. Um, one last thought on this. I just I feel like Scotty Pippen makes good points. But and now that you mentioned that, it, it just goes to put what I said. Like this is the wishy-washy version of Scotty. This is the sourpuss, you know, look at me. But I'm still a pretty big deal in sports lore, but I want to be bigger. It just seems greedy to me. Well, and the other thing is, and I'll never understand it, is why 97, 98 had to be it. I just didn't ever understand that. Like they they could have they could have dominated the next five years. Like the Lakers might never have existed. They seem not, like they just I feel like it was a bunch of egos. That's what it seems like to me. I'm pretty sure Steve Kerr, Tony Kuko, Jerron Harper, the, the egos weren't there. It was the big three. It was Michael, Scotty. And Phil. And every, all three of them apparently have gigantic personalities. And rightfully so. Right. Clay Helton. Wow. This is a step down, but a step up for, I guess, my area. Literally every time a Georgia Southern game happens, there's so many people driving outside, like, my street going one way to the Georgia Southern game. The Statesboro is that way, okay? And that's where they play Statesboro. It was kind of cool when a guy from USC who actually won a bowl game takes a job. Um, I mean, at first, it was just he was emerging as a candidate. No, he's five-year deal where we're ready to go and get this thing on the road. It's a big deal for Clay Helton, in my opinion. This is he could 
This team, um, from what my buddy told me, is the reason Georgia Southern fired their coach in the first place was because of um something crappy that happened this year. It really yeah, wasn't necessary. Their start to the football season when they were one and three. Right. Well, no, that too. But he said like it's like something happened with like a bunch of players and nobody really talked about it. But that was kind of an inside thing as well. But uh, Georgia Southern they made it to the Sun Belt a few years ago. It's been really cool seeing them play better competition. Clay Helton, though, apparently wants – we might get some recruits now. It's pretty cool. What is your take on USC stepping down like this? <laughs> I mean, it's not a step down. He got fired. I mean, he didn't really have a choice. It's the That's same. what I mean. So now he's at Georgia Southern. Well, sometimes when you get fired from a prominent program, you look at guys like George O'Leary and Gus Malzahn, just to name guys that are close to home for me. Like, George O'Leary got fired from Notre Dame, came to UCF and built the program into what it is today, and – now, Gus Malzahn, who was fired from Auburn, is the head coach at UCF now. Like, you don't just – not a lot of people just go from, like, getting fired at USC to, like, automatically taking the LSU job next year. Like, that just doesn't happen. Usually, you don't want someone else's retread. You really want an up-and-coming coach. And see, what has to happen sometimes in, in the cyclical nature of college football is if your intention is to get back up, you kind of have to go back to the bottom and – it's like, that's why it's a carousel. You know, you, you, you top, you go back to the bottom and you work your way back to the top. Now, some guys like George O'Leary never really had an intention. That's a Ferris wheel, not a carousel. Oh, my Lord. But I guess the car a Ferris wheel works too. But the point being is, is that if Clay Helton has bigger aspirations, like even a, you know, Atlantic Conference, not Atlantic Conference, an American Conference or an ACC school, he won't be at, at uh, Georgia Southern long if he does turn that program around and makes them competitive. Because I have a feeling like he's probably, I, I don't know, he's what, he's 50. So maybe he, you never know. It all depends on how he feels. Like if he can build a nice little program there, you know, and, and I, I thought Scott Satterfield would be at Appalachian State forever. And, you know, now he's at Louisville. So you just never know how these guys feel like. Do you get the hunger to go build a, you know, build a program and, and jump ship to a, a bigger school? Or do you just feel content? You know, I've got $10 million more million coming from USC. I can uh, enjoy my life in, what is it, Statesboro, uh, Georgia? Yep. I can about, in... We're about 30 minutes from Savannah from that area, or 45 minutes from Savannah. Okay, well, you can go enjoy your life for the next decade or so. And if you can be successful, you can live like a king in Statesboro. Which is not saying much, but I'll just leave it at that. <laughs> well, it's, sometimes it's nice to be in a place where you're loved unconditionally versus a place like USC where if you don't win a national title, you're a complete and utter fraud. Yeah, screw you. You're right. Okay. Aaron, one last thing here is a pretty big thing, too. NFL moves, and oh, for lack thereof, really. But let's get into it because – Dolphins did not make a trade for Deshaun Watson. Go figure. He's still got legal issues that apparently are not going to speed up for the trade deadline, but it was nice to think about. Um, Jalen Smith, cut by the Packers, weeks after being dropped by the Cowboys. Um, Rams waived Deshaun Jackson, who apparently wanted to be traded. Now he's just going to sign anywhere. Buccaneers, watch what happens. I give up. <laughs> about those two or three players, what are your takes on those? Uh, I mean, the Watson price was probably just too high for um, for Houston. And the, the problem is, is even if Watson is cleared of all this, like if you wait this out until the offseason, which obviously they're doing now, not only do you have Deshaun Watson to try to, to, to find a trade partner with, you have Aaron Rodgers, who's going to have a new team, probably. You have Jimmy Garoppolo, who's probably going to be on the trade market. And you may or may not have a guy like Russell Wilson on the trade market as well. Like you just, you, you didn't have to contend with anybody to get rid of Watson. Now you might have to contend with a lot of people, which probably drives your asking price even further down than it already was. Now, again, it's really hard to trade a guy who's got 22 pending sexual assault cases, but uh, mm. I don't know. We'll see. I am curious to see where Deshaun Jackson lands. Cause it seems like he's only got one move and that's the flyer out. And who could use the flyer out? Well, maybe uh, maybe Seattle would be a nice little uh, – or even Arizona as a nice little uh, middle finger to L.A. for not trading them. Well, Arizona would be sweet. Could Kyler, be. A.J. Green, and, Deshaun, and um, DeAndre Hopkins, come on. Could be fun. Oh, 
Steelers traded linebacker Melvin Ingram to the Chiefs. So that was, I mean, it's for a six rounder, but Melvin Ingram's been, he's been around and the Chiefs get some defensive help. Can't get worse. <laughs> That's really and all I have Phillip, to say about that. <laughs> and this is a pretty big deal that I might get to tomorrow myself, but Phillip Rivers won't shut the door if the Saints call. Well, he can shut the door. He can shut the door because they ain't calling. <laughs> we come back. Odell Beckham Jr.'s dad is apparently as stupid as he is. We'll explain. Plus, <laughs> sorry, Odell Beckham Sr. <laughs> Plus, we're going to make some pickums. We'll explain. We'll be right back to the AM Drive with Thomas Sports. Twelve Ounce Sports has a new home for betting. BetUS.com is the official place to place your bets and support Twelve Ounce Sports. All you have to do is go to BetUS.com and type in the promo code 120Z and you'll instantly get a deposit bonus. This is America's favorite sports book. And remember, always gamble responsibly. Every shirt maintains its six-way stretch and breathe the Very soft. Yeah. 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 <laughs> so now Aren't you the vice golf guy? Yeah. You want an autograph? Uh, yeah. Actually, I was just wondering if the balls are any good. The balls are amazing. You look like a pro plus guy. I thought you'd never ask. It's actually better than my old ball. And it's half the price. Top performing golf ball, half the price. It's almost stealing. Stop overpaying and start playing smart. Get your high performing golf balls at vicegolf.com. College at fanatics.com, the largest assortment of officially licensed fan gear from more than 500 colleges. Every conference, every team. Shop now and get today's special offer. Fanatics.com, officially licensed everything. segment is presented by Pick'em Wars. Make picks against the spread every week to win real cash prizes. Pick'em Wars is 100% free to play, which makes it that much better. Compete against friends and even us here at the AM Drive for the ultimate bragging rights. www.pick'emwars.com slash fly. That's pickemwars.com slash fly. Support the show. Every week, guys, you can. It's, it's fun making picks against the spread. Aaron's caught on. Aaron's caught me on with this, so we're gonna do it. Okay, Aaron Odell Beckham Jr.'s dad bashed Baker in a video where he says, "Look, my son was open right here. See, see, stupid freaking idiots, stupid idiots." Oh, this is dumb. And it just goes to tell you that dads can't shut up at any level of sports. It also goes to show you that um that Odell Beckham Jr. apparently hates Baker, like we like we assumed, but now it might be official. Like I don't think they get along. Your well, dad just doesn't post that for no reason. And while that might be true, like it is that is one trade that didn't happen that I was a little surprised. Like you don't utilize this guy. It, it sure doesn't seem like he's got 17 catches in eight games for like 200 yards and, and no touchdowns. I understand he missed, what, one or two games oh, um, early in the season. So it might be 17 catches in six games. But like if you don't use him, just 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 send him. Go get something for him. Get a cheap receiver or maybe, you know, receiver. well, go trade him for a six-round Or a cheap stripper. Why not? Well, just trade him for a six-round pick and go get Deshaun Jackson now that he's waived. That's a fair point. Too late I now. Mean, if you're not going to use him, I mean, it's not too late. You can you can still get to Sean Jackson. I mean, I just, uh, you know, the question really is, is Odell Beckham that good, or is he good at all? Nope. I don't. I don't think he is anymore. I really don't. 
Like ever since he's been injured, I don't see the same guy like whatsoever. He's been we've been promised this guy. Like eventually you're you you're either the good wide receiver or you're not. I don't care who your quarterback is. This is ridiculous. Yeah, if you're that like guy, you show up. He doesn't seem like he's getting open or anything like that. He's just I know he's coming off ACL surgery, but yeah, it just I don't know. And then when you got your dad coming out of it, like I has Odell responded to that at all? I don't know, and I don't care personally. <laughs> Well, it's just like, you know, hey, you know, seems real quiet. Maybe he's just going to, you know, what do you call it? Uh, let, let, his dad, let his dad talk for what he's really thinking. So, I don't know. We'll see. I mean, it's definitely not something that Cleveland wants in their locker room is their number one, quote unquote, wide receiver. How about number one? Oh. Beefing with their quarterback. Sounds like a B-I-T-C-H move by Odell, honestly. If he if he's part of it, if it just came out of OBJ or OBS, I guess, <laughs> I guess it's not OBJ, OBS. If it came just straight from OBS, then uh, then Mr. Senior Odell Beckham Senior is a bitch. I'm calling Odell BS. How about that? Odell's BS. There you go. <laughs> okay, <laughs> it's time to make your pick'em, Aaron. Presented by Pick'emWars.com/fly. Our special link for Pick'em Wars. Tonight's college football, Central Michigan and Western Michigan, baby. Who you got? Uh, I'm going to take Western Michigan. Are we, I, <laughs> we're, picking, we're picking against the spread. So I'm going to take the home team, and that home team is Western Michigan. And they're pretty much, according to the FPI, a 3-1 to one favorite. And I think they're only giving up, like, what, eight points? What's the spread there? I think it's eight, eight or eight and a half. So I'll go see Western Michigan as well. All right. I stole your lingo. Bulls 76ers. This is a pretty good rivalry. Um, I think Joel Embiid is still out. I'm not sure. I know he was hurt. Go figure. <laughs> um, Bulls have looked really good. I have not seen a spread on this one. Uh, I'm trying to find a spread here real quick. Bulls 76ers. Uh, let's see. I'm showing Philadelphia minus two. Oh, Aaron Rodgers is out versus the Chiefs due to COVID-19. Yep, I saw that. I was wondering if we were going to talk about that. I didn't know. I just saw it just now. It just yeah, came across the screen. It's interesting. I wonder how much that line has moved. I'd have to check that over. Um, interesting, because I know that the – I think it was something in the neighborhood of four. So I'm curious Ew. to see what, what they'll do uh, with that one. What do you think about that? Like, does, does Kansas City finally have a chance to beat somebody, beat a real team? I guess they're not a real team. We're going to get Jordan Love, though. Hey, Jordan, is this the time he takes over? You never look back? Oh, yeah. Oof. Never look back. I'm sure that 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 spread's got to come off the board for a little while. 76ers are two-point favorites. Uh, Give me the Sixers. Oh. Oh. I don't know. Oh. Got plus two bulls, man. I'm sorry. Yeah, well, there you go. One of us is going to win. And finally, some hawk puck. And this one I just threw in there for fun. <laughs> Hurricanes against the was it the Blackhawks? Make sure yeah, the Blackhawks. Blackhawks. They get two in a row. By the way, Chicago fans, I don't think you ever would have seen this, but I'm looking at this matchup, and ESPN is telling me there's tickets as low as seven dollars for a Chicago Blackhawks game for Patrick Kane and Mark Andrew Fleury, right? Mark Andre Fleury, but yes, same thing. <laughs> It's really not. <laughs> um, Carolina on the road. I'm gonna one and a half. I'm going to say Chicago keeps it rolling and gets their second win of the season. Woo! Let's put on a parlay. Put, puts an end to Carolina's unbeaten streak. I got, I got Blackhawks as well. I mean, the money line's only plus one thirty-five. I mean, for as bad as these records are, it's not like it's a terrible money line. Especially a pretty terrible money line if you think the Hurricanes are that much better. But, I mean, plus 135 shows me this is a kind of a tough game for both teams. It's true. Right? What do you yeah. think? Yeah, I got, I got Blackhawks plus one and a half. All right, let's rock and roll. Woo! Parlay! Parlay! Take us home. <laughs> All right. Well, I don't know how to follow up Parlay, Parlay, but uh, it's been an awesome hump day here on The Drive presented by Pick'em Wars, like we said Every week you can play for real money, and it doesn't cost you any of your own. Just visit www.pickemwars.com slash 
fly. I love that slash fly because that's what I'm going to be doing with all the money I win, just letting it fly or making it Woo! rain as the kids play. My highest Plus, finish is 14th. Oh, this is my this will be my first week getting on it here. So hopefully uh, I can do better than 14th. That's for dang sure. Um, <laughs> but we want to thank all the other sponsors, obviously Buttercloth, Popple, Fanatics, and Vice Golf. Want to thank uh, all of the listeners out there and the watchers. Appreciate you guys. Appreciate your support. For Michael Carvelis and I am Aaron Crouch. We appreciate everyone tuning in any way they do, whether it's on Spotify, whether you catch us on on, on the live show, or you uh, or you catch us on our on our MarketAaronDrive.com, where you can find all of our sponsors, all of our shows, and everything you need to know about the AM Drive. So once again, for Michael Carvelis, I am Aaron Crouch. We appreciate you guys listening, and Mike, we'll see you tomorrow. <laughs> right. Adios. <laughs>